In our busy world, family time frequently gets neglected. It is vital that we give attention to our families while we can, and it is especially important to give attention to what God says in His Word about our homes. For the next few minutes, let's join Scott Pauley as we open the Scriptures and find God's message for your family. There is no perfect family. I've said it before, I'll say it again, there is no perfect family. Now, sometimes in our world, especially this social, social media generation, there is this tremendous temptation to compare ourselves with other people. May I just say to you, first of all, that comparison is never good. Uh, comparing ourselves by ourselves, the Bible says, is not wise. But secondly, you're usually comparing yourself to something that's not real because you're only seeing the best in someone else. And every family has their issues. Every family has their struggles. Every family has their failures. When you come to Luke chapter number one, you find a family that God gives to us as a great example. We've introduced them already as the first family of the New Testament. It's the family of John the Baptist. But let me just hasten to say that there is no perfect family, not even this family. For example, in Luke chapter number one, when the angel arrives and announces to Zacharias, Zacharias, you and Elizabeth, your prayer has been heard. You're going to have a son, and not just any son. He's going to be the forerunner of Messiah. Wouldn't you think that Zacharias immediately would just be elated, so excited, so full of faith, but instead in Luke 1, verse 18, And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I'm an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. Sounds pretty pessimistic to me. What do you say? Almost cynical? a little skeptical. You see, their faith had to grow. Uh, they needed to learn that there is a greater father and that the greater father always knows what he is doing. So Zacharias and Elizabeth were not perfect people, but they are a beautiful example of what God wants to be true in every one of our families. So let's begin our study of their home life today by looking at the individuals that are in their home. You see, God does work in families collectively, but do you know how he works in families collectively? He works in families collectively by working in people individually. You see, you can't answer for somebody else, and you can't choose for another member of your family, but you must choose for yourself. And as each member of the family allows God to work in them, God works in the home as a whole. So look at the individuals. First of all, you have a couple. That's where God begins, with a, with a husband and wife. That's the first picture we have in Luke 1, verse 5, verse 6, and verse 7, a couple. In verse 5, we have their names, Zacharias and Elizabeth. And we also have their pedigree, uh, what tribe they were of, their family, lineage. And that's wonderful for us, and yet I would point out to you that heritage is never enough. Just because your family has believed the Lord, your family has serve the Lord, doesn't mean that you're going to. No, it has to become very personal to you. Remember, it has to be individual. So when you come to verse 6, it says this, and they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. What a beautiful verse. Luke chapter 1, verse number 6 says they were both right with God. Notice the emphasis here on both. 
It's not just one member of the family serving Christ, every member of the family serving Christ. Not one member of the family loving the Lord, every member of the family loving the Lord. Now, one member may be used to lead that. Dad, you're called on to lead. Perhaps I'm speaking today to a mother who has the responsibility of raising the children alone now. Mother, I say to you, you must lead. Someone must lead. Someone must initiate that. But each member of the family individually must be right with God for themselves. They were faithful to the Lord. I love this. And they were faithful to each other. These were people who had a good testimony. And if I may point this out, they kept a good testimony through the disappointments of life because the next verse says they had no child. Elizabeth was barren, and both of them were now well-stricken in years. So here's a couple who... They've prayed a long time. They've lived a long time. They've waited a long time. And things, frankly, have not turned out the way they hoped they would turn out. Perhaps that's you. May I say to you, your one responsibility today is simply to stay right with God. So, first of all, we see the couple here. Then we see a picture of father. Uh, Immediately beginning in verse number 8, we're given the story of Zacharias, dad, going in, remember he's a priest, going into the temple uh, to do the work that he does uh, on a regular basis. In fact, the Bible says that in verse 8, he went in to execute the priest office before God in the order of his course. I think that's a beautiful expression. See, God meets you as you're simply doing what God has given you to do. So here's a father who's just where he's supposed to be, in his place, doing his part. Uh, He's in the place of prayer, in fact, when the Lord shows up. I think it beautiful that the angel said unto him in verse 13, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. It's obvious that this father was a praying man. How long have you been praying for something? Longer than you expected to be? Uh, Longer than you thought it would take to get the answer? Oh, keep on praying till the light breaks through. The Lord will answer. He'll answer you. And so Zacharias is a picture of a father who is a man of prayer. I speak to every man who's listening to me today. Don't just be a man. Be a man of prayer. So these individuals, we see the couple. Then we see the father. Then we see the mother. Now, her record is found later in the chapter. You have to turn a page and come to verse 41, where the Bible says, It came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come unto me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. This is the one little portrait we get from mother, from Elizabeth. It's a picture of a woman who is humble, a woman who is holy, and a woman who knows how to worship God. In fact, every word she speaks, there is this beautiful humility. There's joy. uh, There is a note of faith in it all. Isn't that glorious? This is the kind of woman that God can use. Oh, may I say to every lady listening to me today, seek to be a humble and holy and worshipful servant of Jesus right in your home. Let your home be the temple of the Lord. Remember, her husband, Zacharias, went into the temple always, but Elizabeth had made her home a place of worship and practicing the presence of God. And, of course, Mary knew she could go there. Mary knew she should go there with good news because in Elizabeth she would find a woman 
who was also full of God, filled with the Holy Spirit. So we have the couple, we have the father, we have the mother, and then we have the child. And you know the child, he's a famous child. His name is John the Baptist. And the word of him is the last verse of Luke chapter 1, verse 80. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel. And in the child, we see a picture of the one thing God wants for every young person, for them to be growing spiritually, not just physically, but waxing strong in spirit, being prepared for everything God had for him to do. So do you see, God has something for everybody. God has something for you today, my friend, as an individual. He knows you by name. He has every hair on your head numbered. He knows the individual needs of your life, and he wants you to be what he wants you to be in your home. So he wants every couple to be right with God and faithful to one another. He wants every father to be right in his place, a man of prayer. He wants every mother to be a humble, holy, worshipful servant of Christ right where she is, and he wants every young person to be growing up spiritually, being prepared for all God has for them. Would you ask the Lord to work in you today individually to make you in your home what God always designed for you to be? We hope that you will spend some time talking with your family today about these truths from God's Word and spend time praying for each member of your family. You may find additional podcasts, helpful articles, full-length Bible messages, and other resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Until next time, may God bless you and your family.